welcome back to the It's Time podcast with Mariah and Kaylee. I'm Mariah, and that is Kaylee. And today, I'm just going to start off right now with a huge disclaimer trigger warning. We are going to be talking about food and disordered eating and our experiences and statistics so it's going to be a lot and so please if this is something that is triggering for you or you're not ready to listen to it do not worry about it don't listen to it do what's right for you um i'm excited to talk about it because i don't talk about stuff so every time we do a podcast on something that i relate to it's so nice and like I would go back and listen to them like I'm it's not me talking like yeah I'm like oh and oh like listening to it like <laughs> it isn't us um like therapeutic yeah so I, I I'm excited I like this kind of stuff and I think we always like uncover something or have some type of realization but only if you are ready but first let's just do a little catch up what's going on with you Kaylee right now there's cat hair in my nose oh classic sometimes Um, yeah what did i say in my last update i don't remember well we were gone last week so whatever has been going on the past two weeks pretty much yeah well we were gone last week because mariah was like can you record tonight and i was like i am having the most chaotic week of my life (laughs) i I can pencil you in for (laughs) five minutes at <laughs> well and this podcast is never supposed to be something that like adds on to our stress so yeah. yeah um but the reason last week was so chaotic for me is I put in an offer on a house two weeks ago <gasps> and my offer was accepted um oh, so geez. last week we were doing like inspection and like paperwork and all of these things um but the inspection looked good and we're in negotiations for like inspection items right now that wraps up at 5 p.m tomorrow and then normally the last thing that would be left other than like all the paperwork and finances and stuff like that would be an appraisal And I was really nervous because so an appraisal is when they like send a professional to the house and decide how much it's worth. And if they say it's worth less than what you offered, a bank can say, we're not going to give you that loan. Um, But this house is like special circumstances because it has a unfinished structure in the back. I'm like really going in depth, Um, but yeah, go off. (laughs) Uh, So Because of that, an appraiser like needs to run comparisons to other similar properties with unfinished structures. And it's like a whole thing. So basically uh, they were like, it's kind of a 50, 50 shot. Like after your appraisal, they could say, great, we're moving forward. So stressful. Say, yeah, we're not going to give you a loan for this house. Um, So I was really stressed about that. I was trying not to get excited. Mm. didn't work but I I was trying not to get fully excited yet because I knew the chance of things falling through yeah um but I just found out 
yeah but you can't like really control it you're like I'm not gonna get excited but you still do I fully was like talking about it like it was my house anyways yeah my house but (laughs) at least if you're like if you have it in the forefront of your mind of like okay this could still fall through like trying to remind yourself to be calm then at least you're maybe like a little less disappointed or shocked if things (laughs) don't work out yeah um but I just found out today that for whatever reason, I still don't understand real estate, but yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason, I don't need an appraisal. Um, and that means that basically there's not really any reason that the sales should fall through now. So it's pretty, it's looking pretty good that this is going to be my house. A on homeowner. She's a homeowner, well, okay. no, she's not, but she's about to be about to be a homeowner. Like that's excited for the house party, warming party. Oh my god, I can't wait! And I, I told Mariah my vision of my housewarming <laughs> party. I was really set. Let's start I a Pinterest board. Yard. Oh my god, yes. Please. Um, pretty Pinterest, much what my Pinterest like, looks like, anyway. Crazy. <laughs> <It is. laughs> um, but I want like a cute little backyard housewarming party with like a long table with like pretty flowers and candles and like I don't know so now I'm all excited because I have it's a giving Alice a yard it's giving what Alice oh my god yeah it all makes sense now I'm such yeah. an Alice yeah I mean yeah. an Alice like you, your 30th should be like Alice in Wonderland themed or something like that would be so iconic oh but I love R.I.P. to your 20th I know me too I mean, that's just so fun. You could do both. So fun. Maybe, oh, I was going to say maybe 26 can be awesome one of them, but that's coming up real quick. Yeah, we're running out of time. Well, I feel like I kind of have a lot to catch up on. I usually don't. This is so fun. (laughs) It's so fun. Nothing goes on in my life except for, never mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's actually like good news to me because- I've been struggling like with my health for literally forever and it's always been like tests. Oh, you're fine. I mean, oh my God, I know so many people relate to that, especially in America because of our fucking, not just America, but anywhere that we're like Western medicine um, is taught. Yeah. And so I, I just don't even like going to the doctor because there have been, I literally have had like so many blood tests done. They're like, it's fine. I'm like, okay, well literally like, let me write a whole page of all like the things I deal with every single day. And like, I must have a chronic illness. Like I just was like, I must have something. Yeah. No answers. And then my Lord Cardia, who is like my queen posted like a few months ago about candida overgrowth. And I had literally never even heard of the word candida it wasn't a word in my vocabulary and she was explaining how she found out from a naturopath from like holistic medicine that she has candida overgrowth which is basically like an overgrowth of yeast bacteria um really common in women and it it literally affects everything because it's mainly affecting your gut and your gut is literally your body it's your mind it's your digestion it's everything it's your joints it's your muscles it affects everything and 
most of the time it goes unnoticed because it shows up as like a yeast infection. So you could go to the doctor here in America or wherever, and they could be like, oh, you have a yeast infection. Let me give you this like cream or this antibiotic. And it basically is like a band-aid. And so you could keep, maybe you're someone who gets yeast infections a lot. Like I would definitely look into this because they just don't talk about candida in Western medicine. And it's fucked up because it's just the Western medicine is like band-aids band-aid over it, deal with it later, but let's go to the root of the problem and learn how to live a healthier life. Like I am so down. If you give me the guidelines, tell me what's up. Like I will fucking do it. I want to feel good, but they don't want that. Cause then they don't get your money anymore. <laughs> exactly. And it's so infuriating. And so this just happened. Basically the point is I have candida overgrowth and wait, question. Did you mm -hmm. ever email your doctor and um, get clarification on that test result yes so because I actually got a similar test result a uh -huh. couple months ago so when Mariah told me I was like wait a damn minute <laughs> I couldn't speak on like what I I don't know the exact words mean like what they mean because like yeah. the results they send you are so medical and I'm like I'm not I didn't go to med school yeah like, I, don't I don't understand what the this fuck this means so I I just like I just had candida basically written on the results of my pap smear and um if you don't have a vagina this might be confusing but I emailed my doctor because I'm like yo what the fuck does this mean like do I have candida overgrowth tell me what's up and they were like we can't say if it da 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 all we know is like the results show you have a yeast infection so like we can prescribe you some antibiotic I was like are you fuck no <laughs> and like I should have known because if it's not a part of Western medicine, like it's not their fault. Like they literally just went to school and learned stuff that don't holistically help you. And so she like was super vague and didn't give me an answer and was just jumped to like prescribing me a pill. And I don't want to take a pill. <laughs> I'm not against medicine at all, yeah. but I don't like to take, take it unless I like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Um, so I just was like, I, okay, I have candida because here's the thing. It's a very restrictive health change. I'm not going to, I'm trying, I don't like the word diet. I think it's a trigger word. It's just, yeah. it is technically a diet, it, but I, I'm looking at it as a health life transition, like a health change in my life. Um, it's basically like whole 30. If you know, whole 30, it's really similar to that. I don't know if there are I think there are some differences um, because candida is a little more strict because you, you can't have like gums, like gums as in like there are gluten-free like bread. Like xanthan gum. Yeah. So like I've gotten excited over things. So basically it's no gluten, no dairy, no processed foods, no sugar, no alcohol, no starch, no vinegar. Like it's, you can't even, when you're first beginning, it's like no fruit. So it's an extremely restrictive thing. And I was a little nervous about it, but I've, I'm, I'm pescatarian now, but I have been vegan. I have been vegetarian. So I'm kind of used to like adapting to different foods and I like vegetables and whole foods and fresh food. It just feels good to eat fresh foods. So I wasn't too scared. Um, alcohol isn't hard for me unless it's a social situation Then I'm going to be like struggling a little bit. But I'm just going to get myself a mocktail and pretend like I'm drinking yeah. <laughs> for my anxiety. Um, 
but yeah, so when I first started shopping, it's like two weeks I've been on Candida now and two weeks, one week. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> I just started week two. I just started week two, uh, one week yesterday, um, on Candida and I maybe down the line, I'll share photos, but as of now, Kaylee and my mom are the only people that have seen my one week transformation picture. And it's not about, let me tell you, it's not about like, oh, I went on a scale and like, I lost this many pounds. It's like looking at the photos to me, I, I can see that I like feel like happier in one photo. It's like, oh, you know, your body language in the second photo compared to the first is right. Yeah. And did I lose, I don't know if I lost weight, but like bloating water weight, maybe in one week, a good amount, like the, it's kind of crazy, but the, the goal of this isn't to lose weight. That's not the goal. It's to wake up and feel naturally energized and get rid of the brain fog and not feel in pain all the time. And heal that gut, baby. <laughs> heal the gut. And I just want to be healthy. Like I just want to, f- to be healthy. I want to give my body the nutrients it needs. And so you wouldn't think one week would make a difference, but it, it does. I feel so different. Um, so I know that was like a little bit of a change, but it all connects because this topic idea came up when I was first telling Kaylee about Candida and how I was kind of nervous, but also not, I don't know. I was a little nervous about it because I have history with disordered eating and restricting myself from food. So probably a year ago, I started thinking I'm not going to restrict myself at all, except I don't eat meat. That's just, I don't want to, but I I think that's a restriction. Yeah. That's just, yeah. It's just like, eh. um, so like dairy, like if I wanted something, I would get it because I struggle with binging and when you restrict, we'll get into all of the types later, but that's been a problem for me. So this past year I have gained weight, but it's like, because I've just been letting my, my body kind of like eat what it wants, like crave what it wants. Um, but not necessarily the healthiest. So learning about candida, I was just like, okay, like, how am I going to restrict myself in a healthy way? Um, but what I've been doing, I mean, I'm actually kind of like, I feel like I've been doing really good. I haven't felt anxious about food or like my body. Even I'm just like, I'm like fueling you. I'm like feeding you. I'm like, yeah. Giving you what you need. Like when I look in the mirror, I try to be like that because I just make sure that I have the only stuff I have in my house are things I can have. So if I get to a point where I'm like, hungry and I just want to eat something I found candida friendly things that I actually enjoy so it's like the same thing as before like if I crave it I'll eat it it just depend. it just the food might look a little different you yeah. know but yeah so I mean one week it's like it feels like a long time <laughs> not in like a bad way though like it's just like oh I've I've done it for a week yeah I've been sober for a week like I feel so proud of myself it's like oh it's only been a week (laughs) but But, I think a week is a milestone like I think it is a long time when you're 
starting something new and adjusting Mm -hmm. to a new lifestyle or life change like that that's a long time to stick to something new yeah I just want my relationship with food to heal so bad like I went out for my friend's birthday and they got like a bunch of desserts and I I feel like well okay this is definitely related to my culture as well because you can't deny food it's like if you Middle Eastern you but they were like, Mariah, have some dessert. I was like, oh, like, no, thank you. And then I'm like, Ugh. but then yeah. someone was like, why? And I was like, oh, I just like, I can't, my stomach, like I can't just going with like the lactose thing or whatever. And, and they basically like acted annoyed. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like I I'm trying to, I don't know. But then I also feel bad because I'm not trying to make anyone who does eat it feel bad. Like I'm not, you know, it's so, it's so stressful sometimes. Yeah. yeah it's so like food, those food, people food. that are like, oh God, I work with a girl that's like, well, you just have to stop eating bread. Just stop eating bread and it just melts off like butter. And I'm like, I don't need to hear that. Yeah. That's so triggering and upsetting. Like, I'm not going to judge you for your choice. Yeah. But yeah, when people make you feel bad for not doing what they're doing, that sucks. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like the people that are really vocal are probably really struggling on on some level with some disordered eating because, because they're trying to like, I don't know, validate what they're doing, I guess, Mm -hmm. or like, but yeah, just saying like, oh, just don't eat bread. Like, well, that's, or like, just be vegetarian. You can be vegetarian and eat really bad. Like, yeah. And we're not shaming anyone and also to everyone like don't try not to comment on what people are eating how fast or how slow they're eating it like what they ordered um well I think that's the thing at the end of the day yeah it's so because you yeah you have no idea what you're triggering in a person like for someone to tell me to just stop eating bread that like brings things up for me that's not and I try it's stuff I like try to work past like I would rather be not that it's about weight but like I would rather be fucking 21 21 that was so random (laughs) 20 pounds heavier yeah and and enjoy enjoy yeah eating like food is a big part of my life Mm -hmm. it brings me joy like Mm -hmm. I would just I'm trying to be in a place where that's how I feel yeah yeah and everyone has the right like it feels like such a it could feel like such a small comment to you yeah or it could feel so right to you yeah you have no idea what it brings up for somebody else yeah just don't talk about food just don't talk about food like oh my god you ate that so fast I don't care if it's a guy or girl or that like it doesn't matter like comments like that are so and I think a lot of people our age really relate to like the parents, aunt, uncle level, mm-hmm. always commenting on that. Or like maybe you grew up in a home where you like couldn't leave the kitchen table until you ate every single thing. I actually think that's very toxic. Yeah. Um, or like you want seconds and they're like, you're, you want more or like almond mom style where it's like, oh my are you eating you're dinners at six? Snack. Like, so I mean it's definitely not just our generation I think 
I mean, I don't know the history of this type of thing, but I think, and I think older people should be very, very sensitive to how we grew up with social media. And like, sometimes I think like, wow, how freeing to be able to go, like you go out to a social thing and there's not like pictures of you or videos of you, like no one wants, it's just, you go out to live. Yeah. Like I really want to go to a, like a party or a concert where like you have to check your phones or something. Yeah. Um, which I know now is like a safety thing though, because you want your phone to be safe. So it's really, it's hard. We just live in a fuck dystopian fucking world, man. Really? Um, yeah, but I think that our parents weren't very, I mean, I'm not gonna speak for all of our parents. It just feels like there's a good chance that a lot of us have similar experiences and a lot of our parents probably really fucked us up and okay so like our age like our moms were women in the 90s oh my god the 90s when heroin chic was the model type heroin chic heroin chic (laughs) i'm sorry it's just like they it was just i mean sorry if i'm like so this is why I put a trigger warning because literally every single thing we're going to say in this could be triggering. Yeah. And I don't know. I hope we don't trigger ourselves and struggle tonight. I, I <laughs> want it to be more like it's about if you want to eat healthier, what is your motive? Do mm-hmm. you want, because like your focus can't be weight. I, I don't know like can it like is there a situation or where... even like how you look yeah. I don't like it should be how you feel yes exactly I was I take classes for my reading endorsement and one class I don't remember what she was comparing it to she, she was basically implying like there are things that you can see openly that maybe you don't talk about and she's like I think we can all look at me and know I need to lose a few pounds but like and I'm like why why did you just say that in front of a right. group of women and, and what do you like, say to that how did that make you feel to say that are you saying that because like for health reasons you feel like you need to lose weight to be healthier but then yeah. even that I feel like is such a blurred line I just I don't think weight or look should have anything to do with it. I think yeah. it should all be about how you feel mm-hmm. and how it affects the way your body functions. Like mm-hmm. so many of the things you said earlier, mm-hmm. fatigue, brain fog, oh like Mental, it, a lot of mental health, like yes, your mental and, health oh is my affected. God, eating really affects your mental yeah. health. Yeah. If you're like, if, say I like go on walks three times a week and you're noticing like, shit my knees are really starting to hurt joint pain yeah like okay to your gut but I just don't think it should be about trying to attain a certain looking body yeah or weight and I know I mean I guess I shouldn't say I know I don't think I'll ever be in a place where that's not a thought at all yeah it's always going to be something that I like kind of try to fight off Mm -hmm. but I think at the end of the day like that's I mean, with you and your candida stuff, it was Mm -hmm. talking about how that could be triggering for you and like, okay, well, what is the, Mm -hmm. what is the drive? 
here. Because right, if you were right. saying, Kaylee, I'm going to do Candida because I feel like I need to lose a bunch of weight, I would have yeah. been like, that's not a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it it doesn't create a sustainable, like, consistent lifestyle because if you're, like... I feel so motivated by the fact that I feel better. So I don't see how, like, why I wouldn't continue doing this. I feel better. I like what I'm eating more. I like feeling like I'm feeding my body. Um, and that's my motivation. And that's why I can continue because yeah. you're always going to be hard on yourself in ways. So that can create a situation where you restrict and then, you know, it could lead to something that's. Yeah. Well, and when it's driven by looks too, like, hello, body dysmorphia is a thing. Mm. <laughs> you could have lost 15 pounds and still look in the mirror and think, God, this is not like how I should look. Yeah. Like, I just don't think you can rely on that. You want to hear the thought that just popped in my head and it's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's it called? Um, if I was looking into the mirror and Harry Potter, mm -hmm. I think I would see myself like the body that I've always wanted in a bikini. Damn, that is hot. Like, I think I like that is what I desire, like almost more than anything. Like, I think, and maybe, like, people admiring me. <laughs> <laughs> but that has me thinking now, like. What is yours? If people were being honest with themselves, how many mm. women would feel the same way? Not just women, men. Yeah, men too. Men too. I just think, well, there are certain kinds of body types and looks that are deemed as more acceptable on men too but I just think as a society it's more more forecasted onto women I think as a whole we're maybe more affected not that it's a competition but yeah I'm basically Ron same <laughs> I'm Ron <laughs> oh my also... god remind me I, <laughs> I found this article about like um stupid like plot holes in Harry Potter and they were all things I haven't thought about before. Oh, so. okay. We need to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I was going to tack this on earlier with like watching what you say. Um, saying like commenting and shitting on yourself. We've all done it to your friends or to people around you can be really harmful to the people around you. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely been someone who has said something. I literally have a memory. And it, this is years ago, and I still feel guilty about it. Ugh, I, don't you hate those memories, and they just pop into your head randomly? Always. And I feel so bad, but I think I'm very self-aware of, like, what I did wrong in the situation. And I just watch what you say, because I was looking at myself in the mirror. I was like, I was with, there was, like, a bunch of people there. And I was like, God, I look so fat. And a friend of mine who is a fat woman, there's no shame in that word. There's nothing wrong with that. Looked at me and was like, yeah, well, that's how I feel every single day. And like walked away. And I was like, I literally wanted to die. 
like I was God, yeah, that's not to make it about uh, me, but, <laughs> but I was just like, oh fuck, because I didn't even mean like fat is just a word we use as like a shit on someone word, yeah. but there are fat people that are happy and they're, and they're perfect in their own way. Like I, like yeah. we just, it's like, I didn't mean fat in that way. It was like a word that was just in my vocabulary that well, I used and to shit on myself. You get so I guess sucked into your own thoughts because Mm -hmm. at the end, yes, it's all about shitting on yourself because I'm sure you look at your friend Mm -hmm. who was there and you think she's fucking beautiful and you like wouldn't change anything about her, but because it's you, that's how you talk to yourself. Yep. And it's, it's, that's fucked up. Like I find myself doing that shit all the time. I don't mean like that was fucked up of you. I just mean, no, no. Yeah. It's just a, I'm like, I wanted to be like, no, I didn't mean like fat, like you're, f- I meant like, uh, fuck. Like that is not, yeah. I honestly, like it sticks with me and it's probably a good thing because I'm like, I don't know, like that was fucked. And I, I don't know, but now I'm super aware of like language. I feel like language okay. is so important and being aware of language is just can make or break somebody's day. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, and the more you're around someone that talks negatively about their own body or their own eating habits or their own, like the more self-conscious that makes you. And I think like you and I've talked about this. I think some of our issues stem from growing up in houses where like we heard Mm -hmm. those things and how do you not, how do you not deem a certain body type more important? Yeah when you've heard that growing up or how do you not develop an unhealthy relationship with food Mm -hmm. when like you're being questioned or you're watching someone else question themselves or feel guilty for eating certain things. It's like, it's like you have to, you have to consider how your thoughts and actions are actually affecting the other people around you too. And, and cause my mom is one of those people like, who has always just like said that those things about herself like god I'm so fat oh I've never had this much belly roll like really disgusted at that and I'll be like her mom's literally teeny tiny my mom is tiny and so there were times where I'd be like do you know what that makes me feel because I'm like three times bigger than my mom just like height and everything just like (laughs) yeah and I'm just like do you know you're my mom and you're saying that shit like that fucking kills me but then I get older it still hurts me but I understand that she's saying those things because she has disordered eating too and that's Mm -hmm. how like her trauma comes out so it's like don't say that but I sympathize for you but I get it (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm sorry that you're going through that and I don't want you to feel that way but like don't say that to me it's like such a weird thing because our Mm -hmm. moms and it's dads too sure but like it's mainly moms and that's just that's statistically um who passed on that thing to that type of thing to us and not just moms the media like how many things have oh you watched God. where they're like oh my god the first thing that comes to mind is gilmore girls and she was like she has yes. thighs that line literally always i'm like you're shitting on a girl because she has big thighs but like if, if I'm you're honest, Gilmore Girls has been at the forefront of my mind for most of this conversation. It's really real. There's you can watch YouTube videos on people breaking down how toxic growing up watching the eating on that show is. 
because I, I don't know about you, but I've always glamorized skinny girls that can eat anything they want. Oh my God. Yes. The dream. If I was you and I could eat fast food every day and look like that, I always thought that growing up. It's always the teeny tiny skinny little girls that live off of chicken nuggets and popcorn Mm -hmm. and mac and cheese that are teeny tiny. Like, Oh my God. In the cheerleading world, it's like, Oh yeah. Same in the, yeah. Dance. Yeah. All the little tippy tippy tops. Mm -hmm. It's like, God, in their food with them. You're like, what? (laughs) I know it's crazy. Like, and you just look like that. And I look like this. Yeah. But that's how I'm built. It's like, it's a, so hard to catch yourself battle that you just have to be like oh okay I'm aware I'm I'm gonna process it and try to keep going it's like sadly I did some research and a lot of the stuff I found was they have like categories of like or statistics of like this is more likely to last your lifetime stuff like that oh I'm interested um I don't have there I'll put, um, I'll say this before we even start. I'm going to put resources below, like resources. And then I'm also going to put information statistics where you can look at this information because the, um, I'm going to say it wrong. National organization of anxiety and depression has an entire eating disorder section. Mm -hmm. Um, and they break down everything. So I'm going to touch a little bit, but it's a lot of information. Um, and maybe some of you don't care about the stats I don't know I love learning about the stats um chances are when you look at stats you're like oh a lot more people that I thought yeah are dealing with the same shit as me normalizes it yeah okay so some stats I just want to start out with let me just ask you Kaylee eating disorders what comes to mind names uh bulimia uh-huh Bin- is binge eating the name like binge yeah, actually, I'm going to talk about that a little, too. Um, but like when you starve yourself. Anorexia. Oh, duh. <laughs> no, yeah, I was on, you know, you know. Yeah. So I think I can't believe we haven't said this yet because we both have talked about this. We have grown up with like, I feel like I've seen anorexia and bulimia a good amount in media and that's what I've heard talked about the most maybe we've learned about it in school and health yeah did we okay um but that was and that's kind of- always how eating disorders are portrayed mm-hmm. in media in media for sure yeah so we grew up really seeing those two um being what eating disorders are and maybe you have had disordered eating, but you'd never really felt like you fit into those categories. So maybe you were like, Oh, I must be fine. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, where do I fit in that kind of thing? And we've both experienced that. correct? Or you literally just think you don't have disordered eating because you fall into one of those two categories. Well, (laughs) I'm not starving myself and I'm not like purging. Bulimia is a large category. There's a lot within that, but if I'm not doing those things, then I must be fine. Yeah. Um. So it takes a lot of us a long time to be like, okay, because accepting what's going on is the only way that you're going to be able to heal. Um, and people do not take eating disorders seriously. They're very serious and very dangerous, mm-hmm. very dangerous, <laughs> but I am going to read those main two 
first. Um, just to set the stage. Set the stage. <laughs> um it literally says it it literally says before this section of the like definitions and everything like so many of us struggle with disordered eating but we but we might feel like we don't fit under a category it's like so common yeah so you're not alone but anorexia is an eating disorder characterized by restriction of food intake leading to low body weight, typically accompanied by intense fear of gaining weight. That's anorexia. I think we kind of all have heard about that or seen it. Um, Bulimia, an eating disorder characterized by regular, often secretive bouts of overeating, followed by self-induced vomiting or purging, strict dieting, or extreme exercise associated with persistent and excessive concern with body weight. Um, and both of those like body dysmorphia is just going to be within everything that we're talking about. Um, so there would be like things in each of those that I relate to, but not as extreme. Yeah. Does exercise have its own disorder? Um, I didn't see exercise specifically on eating disorders but i know that um because like tech yeah technically that's not eating I'm i sure think a lot of times it goes yeah. hand in hand, but it goes hand hand in hand but i think that um like exercise addiction um and stuff like that maybe would get more into it but there's definitely stuff with exercise too yeah um well i always thought like i i always like put binge eating within bulimia that was always like one thing in my mind but they are two separate disorders. Binge eating disorder is its own. And it's it's just interesting. Like, I feel like I I hear things and I'm like, oh, I, I do that sometimes. Um, oh my God, this popped in my head. <laughs> this is so, it was a TikTok. It's kind of fucked up, but someone, it was like someone saying like, oh, like you have an eating disorder because the person isn't really skinny. Oh, yeah. And the person was like, I didn't say I was good at it. (laughs) And I was like, why do I relate to that so hard? (laughs) Like, I have had times where I want it to not eat, but I'm just like, I like. The thoughts are there, but I don't have the full through commitment. So I don't think I have as intense, maybe. I think I relate to that more than anything else Mm. we've said mm-hmm. like I'll there have been days where I'll like wake up with the intention of like eating a certain way mm-hmm. eating a certain disordered way mm-hmm. and then I'll get a craving or I'll like right shiny object and then I won't follow through I'm very easily tempted um oh my god me too especially if you're with people you know like my boyfriend would be like I really want in and out like well fuck so do I yeah <laughs> and like you should be able to have in and out I'm not saying you can't have in and out I'm just saying yeah. for me personally that was my struggle it is my struggle a lot of the time um <laughs> fuck, it's not funny I'm sorry <laughs> um it's not funny but if you've been here you know that we laugh and like sad upsetting situations it. <laughs> it's just it's just what comes out who we are um so the other like main listed eating disorders which I don't think there's like 
only five you know I think that they're there's always gonna be it's always gonna be different for everyone but I feel like I've learned about this somewhere but I don't remember where but there's an eating disorder called other specified feeding and eating disorders osfed which is what it sounds like basically um the category was developed to encompass those individuals who did not meet strict diagnostic criteria for anorexia or bulimia but still had a significant eating disorder um so like we could say we fit into the that you know um it's kind of like an all-encompassing group which might feel confusing because it's like well that still doesn't necessarily answer any questions but it's I think it's just being like there is a lot within this community kind of thing um so that is one and I'm gonna put a link to this because there is like a list of symptoms of everything there is one second did I say symptoms yeah common signs and symptoms um this one is hard for me to talk about because I feel I I have like minor what's it called when you get sick when you talk about things things that upset you no when you get like sick when you when people talk about like vomiting and stuff oh there's a word for it sympathy vomiting I don't know (laughs) I don't have it super bad so I can talk about it but it's it makes me gag a little but not to be rude like I'm not trying to be rude for anyone who has this but this is called rumination disorder um it involves the regular regurgitation of food um Recurgitated, recurgitated food may be rechewed, re-swallowed, or spit out. Typically, when someone regurgitates their food, they do not appear to be making an effect, nor do they appear to be stressed, upset, or disgusted. That's kind of confusing. Oh, they can do it without showing that they can do it, I guess is what it's saying. Hmm. Discreetly? I had never heard of that before, I don't think. Me either. I mean, I guess it makes sense that it uh-huh. exists. It does make sense. It's really sad. That's really um, sad. Yeah. And then there is one more that is listed here, which I want to, again, clarify. If you don't fit into these, it doesn't mean that you do not have disordered eating. Um, this sounds really similar to the first one I said, but it is UFED, unspecified feeding or eating disorder. Um, it applies to the presentations of which symptoms characteristic of a feeding and eating disorder that are caused that cause clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of functions, but do not meet the full criteria for any of the disorders that we already mentioned. I actually relate to that. Yeah. I think that's kind of related to what we were talking about earlier with eating around other people. Well, we didn't really talk about it, but we touched on it. Um, Like in a social setting, like food being talked about, I really struggle with eating like socially unless it's like like if you and I were sitting down at yeah I wouldn't also depending on who's there like it's like an anxiousness yeah thing to a certain extent yeah so I'm going to highlight the that cause clinically significant distress or impairment in social occupational or other important areas 
that's interesting. It's interesting that that's its own um disorder. Yeah. Separate cuz I think it could go hand in hand with others as well. So that is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I definitely am like like there have been times where if I'm like a little bigger at the time and we're eating bad with like people who I don't know other people in my head I'm like they're gonna be like of course she looks like that look at what she's eating like those thoughts have crossed my mind what I said I hate having thoughts like that I know and like I don't I don't know maybe someone would think that but for me I would never like that would never never cross my ever cross my mind like I'd probably be like like, oh yum (laughs) we project the worst things on ourselves yeah they're gonna like I better eat or or if I eat really healthy they're like they're thinking oh she must be trying to lose weight I wonder why she's eating so healthy like that like like both ways literally can do nothing yeah Yeah. so then it's like fuck I don't want to eat like I've I know you know this because it's you've been there for times where I'm just like I don't want to eat like I literally will just deny food because it's like it's too stressful and I and then this also affects like I have experience with binging. So it affects that. Like I'll restrict so much and then I'll get home when no one's around. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I can eat now. But then I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. And now I want to eat everything in my, yeah. in my pantry. It's so like, it's domino effect of everything. And I think it really relates to anxiety. What came first? Yeah, of- <laughs> yeah chicken or egg. What the fuck? Like Perception, but- being judged for... <laughs> what you are or are not eating it's like it's a lot um so just to even tell you (laughs) just to even tell you um (laughs) my edible just kind of kicked in (laughs) (laughs) um but just to show you how intense this isn't a joke 30 this is approximately 30 million americans right now are living with eating disorders 30 wow. mil what's the population of the united states Kaylee? i don't know i was gonna say 7 billion i realized <laughs> that's the world um let's look it up like 30 million is a lot he asks the teacher <laughs> i just assumed you know i just assumed okay, she knows fine. everything i like ask her questions like she just must know What'd you say? 30 million live with, yeah, eating disorders. There's 331.9 million people in America. Okay, that's a good amount. Is that not like 10%? That's like 10%. That's a good amount, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, let's compare it to something. And Um, that's just people that are either diagnosed or took some kind of survey or like that's not people like us who did not <laughs> participate in this particular kind of census. Like, okay. You would consider the flu a common occurrence that people get, right? Yeah. It's like averaged at 5% of the population in America a year get the flu. It's less. It's half of people. <laughs> and I'm sure it ranges, you know, depends on yeah. the time, but even if it was the same or a little more, it's like that should, cause like I think of Common the flu. Common enough that they yeah. encourage you to get a shot 
exactly like i think of the flu as like oh yeah the flu is going around like everyone's gonna get it it's just such a common thing um so eating disorders are just as common um and should be taken extremely seriously um you know i know that our generation loves dark humor and like we deal with a lot of trauma by laughing about it and we are the children of 9-11 so like like that's just how we've always been and I see all the time on TikTok like TikToks of girls like literally out like up front saying like da 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 and it's like okay that's an eating disorder like yeah and all the comments are like oh my god like yeah like love skinny is all I care about like the only thing I want is like literally hundreds of comments like that and I'm like, okay, I know that we're, it's how we're processing with it, but I actually think that's really dangerous as well because I, well, then you're normalizing. Yeah. Idealizing. Yeah. That. Yeah. Like I made it all day without eating, like so proud of myself, like, um, or the trend, there's a trend right now and it's really upsetting the trend of, it'll be like a girl, like oh, I think I'm going to skip the gym today. And then it flashes back to her when she had more weight. And then it flashes back and she's like going to the gym. Um, I've seen it a lot. It's a trend. And I'm like, fuck, like we're normalizing this shit so intense. Like, and I relate. Like, I that mm-hmm. yes, I feel motivated a lot. I won't lie. It's not, I'm not going to say I don't. But I see it a lot on TikTok, like a lot. And it's really scary. Because I see a lot of stuff like similar to that about mm-hmm. working out mm-hmm. on TikTok and like fast ways to lose weight or like to oh. tone this or to and Two it's like results to yeah like anything anything that gets results <laughs> like that in two weeks yeah yeah for you they're talking like this many pounds like you can't healthily lose that many pounds in a short time like absolutely not you're and it's not sustainable again. Like no. I have been in that position where lose a lot of weight, gain a lot of weight, lose a lot of weight, where I'm going back and forth. Like, that's not good for you. Like I, you need to find a healthy center. Um, and, yeah. do what's and right it's crazy how some days, some days you see those kind of videos and you're like motivated by them. Like, yes. oh, fuck yeah. Like I need to go to the gym. I need to like yes change how I'm eating a lot and then there's other days where I see them and I'm like I can't scroll past them fast enough I'm like yeah. that's so unsettling yeah it's crazy it depends like I will definitely see the like starving ones and I'm like oh wait I've only had this today and like oh yeah okay I'm doing really good and then I'm like wait why did that just like happen yeah natural like I didn't even try for that it just popped yeah. into my head like I sometimes We'll go on Pinterest to motivate myself. Oh my God. Yeah. You told me that that's like really not good. <laughs> no, I know. And it used to be worse in college. I printed out like Tumblr, Pinterest girls and like put them. So then if I was like not feeling, I'd like look at the photos and I'd be like, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. People that like put photos on their fridges. It's, just... it's so fucking toxic. It's, it's like, cause what so are you telling? What are you telling yourself? I won't be good enough. I won't be enough. I won't be worthy until I look until like that. I'm this. Which I can't. And look guess like what? That. You're probably never gonna look <laughs> like that. Like, and if you do, you're probably never gonna actually perceive that you look like that. You're gonna yeah. think you look like 
Well, we talk about this all the time. We talk about how in high school we both thought we were huge. And we look oh at photos of us in high school and oh my god, I'm a fucking child. Like I'm literally a little like human. Yeah. But we have had have body dysmorphia and had no idea. And probably no fucking clue. No clue. Not a clue. So I had a thought. Fuck, it left. Damn. Come back. What was said right before that? Pictures on the fridge, motivating, mm-hmm. um, college, Pinterest, Tumblr girls. Oh, oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like earlier how I mentioned heroin chic, our age, our experience with that is like 2014 Tumblr. Tumblr, yes. The thigh gap. The Tumblr oh, was so dangerous. All I fucking so wanted was a thigh gap. That's all I fucking wanted. All I wanted, I wanted thigh gap like, so bad. Look like, at my I fucking stand this way. Search history in fucking 2014. <laughs> How to get oh, a thigh gap. Like it it was heroin. I'm like, if I stick part, part my butt out and I like bow my <laughs> legs in this way. God, the poses is shit we used to do. Like fucking all. We were so cute. We should have just like embraced it. But see, we if you're so young, like, cute. please just embrace it. I know it's really hard for you if you're in high school right now. I'm s- I'm so sorry. But yeah. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure there are good things too. But... On top of it. Oh. Yeah. And it's much more intense than our, our version of social media. It was 10 years ago. So things are very different in a lot of Instagram ways. Instagram didn't even exist in the time period we're referring to. Yeah. It, and like it just had appeared when we were in high school and so it was very new like you'd get a few likes and it was like normal and you yeah. wouldn't care and you'd post like rant like you your pizza the ugliest filter the on it. ugliest like a random ass border and it was like fun and it should have stayed like that but like of course it should have yeah um did you have myspace no i didn't either i think we just like our year missed it like because yeah. i know the year above was really into myspace mm-hmm. but i definitely wouldn't have been allowed um to have it anyway i mean i probably could have found a way to snuck it but snuck it snuck it <laughs> snake it but yeah um, no, i had to like vague for my facebook however old i was oh my god same and it was like my was mom like, would like on, please like everyone's on it it's just so like I don't even know what my reasoning was like I know like why did we think that was cool yeah it was like because we were transitioning if you're young this probably sounds so weird but we were transitioning from like um IMing on like gmail being the communication with friends Mm -hmm. to facebook being able to and we literally like right hey like the, like at on the wall and like on you'd have a, like, a conversation like and not like a conversation like hey sup like this fucking backwards like smiley face oh thing. my god like the d <laughs> the <laughs> xd oh god the xd oh my Roar. god and then when skype Roar. became a thing oh yeah i used that was, to like, dangerous into my dad's studio because I didn't have a computer or like anything like that that had a camera. I would go down to the studio and use his work computer to like Skype people. I'm done. Did you ever do chat roulette? Oh my God. Every sleepover ever. Every sleepover. Danger. 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 I don't think I could do it now. I would be so appalled if someone's like random ass dick. Dick. Popped up on my fucking screen. How old are we? It's like jacking <laughs> off. That. 
Like they're, they were predators. They were predators. And you did not perceive it as that way when you were that age. No, we thought like, it was so funny. <laughs> oh my God. What a weird guy. Dude. No, like that was a fucking child molester. Or wannabe. I've never thought about that. Me either. I feel so uncomfortable. Ew. See, in my head, it was so innocent. Well, not innocent, but like, it was like. Just goes to show like how fragile you are as a child. And easily groomed. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, there are probably really scary things went on on there for sure. What was the other one? Chatrilla and. Yeah, that was like a little later, right? I don't remember. But how old were we doing chat roulette? Like 13? I think I was in middle school. I, I remember doing that in middle school. They were grown Late men. middle school. Like there were grown men and they would sit with their legs open with the camera cropped. Just like, oh my God. Yes. How is that allowed? Like how? Or like from an, a, do you an think the FBI club? were like watching? I bet they were. I bet you they have monitors. These people. I bet you they were watching. They don't. They watch everything, right? At least if they weren't, then they are now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it still a thing? Really- oh my god, I'm. Do not go on it. <laughs> I feel like we just told somebody who doesn't know about it. <laughs> oh my god. I. What's well, funny is. Oh my god, did not go on it in my head. I was like, well, maybe I should just look it up real quick. And see. Wait, sh- let's just. Well, we could. Okay, I'll do it. I'm scared. What if I look it up and then I get like. And now you're flagged for being a predator. <laughs> uh, well chat roulette app there's oh, an app an app i know omegle is still a thing because i see tiktoks with it it's still a thing Fucking terrifying chat roulette random video chat meet strangers worldwide crazy why does this make me really nervous because it should because it's dangerous as fuck and there's all there's an app that you can get an app on your phone and it's called no i'm not gonna say <laughs> don't go on it (laughs) like okay a little bit of a tinge yeah but important (laughs) but important it all connects it's full circle you guys everything we say is full circle we love our full circle moments well i mean god we could talk for another hour about this because we didn't even really fully get into our personal shit i mean we did we like barely touched on it but how long has it been an hour <laughs> uh we can end with like no i don't want to end with like our yeah so this is my <laughs> so the worst experience one. i've had with my eating disorder <laughs> see we're doing I... the humor thing but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> because on a level i agree like humor helps yeah i do agree um there's healthy ways and there's non-healthy ways oh also i wanted to say that eating disorders are classified as a chronic illness so oh that's interesting and it's the third most common common illness but i guess that makes sense chronic illness i mean because a chronic illness is what basically something that's like essentially incurable Mm. you're gonna live with for forever if not a long time and it affects all different aspects of your body and mind you're stuck with this for life have fun (laughs) (laughs) truly i think that was like the scariest thing about realizing yeah Mm. that i like have disordered eating tendencies is like oh my god this is gonna be something now that i'm aware of it Mm. like i'm gonna be dealing with this for forever (sighs) 
Uh, being self-aware. Love it. Oh my God. <laughs> what, a, what a gift. It is a gift. It is a gift. I would not want to be an ignorant. I almost just said ignorant cunt. <laughs> well, I did say it. <laughs> I almost said <laughs> leap it. It's because like, I personally don't have an issue with the word. I don't really understand why it, it's such I don't a, know why it's so stigmatized. That's here. why I'm like, I like it's so normal in Europe. Oh my god! It's literally such a normal word. Like in Australia, they it's like, bro. It's literally so. I'm sorry. I, I'm not <laughs> sorry. Like I don't know why. I don't know why anyone would be offended. I don't. I'm not I'm allowed to say everything else. There's but... a lot worse offensive. It's words like how come you're cunts. allowed to say bitch on TV, but you can't say like fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. All but... cuss words are created equal. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, we're just two. Actually, cunts. damn, damn is on a different level. Damn's like, damn is like, damn is like, crap. Yeah, which that's a different level, I guess. And too. Crap is like poop. <laughs> crap, poop, crap, shit. <laughs> you want to know what shit is it's in French? Hierarchy. What is it? Merd. 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 Ah, oh, merd. If you want to just say it like an American, you just say merd. Ah, oh, merd. 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 I don't know. The French accent is rough. Merd. Not rough. Like, it's bad. I, I, it's hard to learn. I'm learning French. I'm not trying to talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you fuckers that speak. God damn it. That's rough. Fucking hell. Um, I think we should probably close off. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we'll do, like, another one of these because i think there's still a lot to talk about um yeah i think we left a, a lot, lot a lot unsaid, a lot unsaid so maybe we'll, we'll do another one or part two or something like that i don't know also i have a friend who's like in the industry in the industry and works at a really cool company and hangs out with a lot of celebs and she said she'd come on the pod hey yo so, stay tuned because we're gonna get some tea this is the friend I think it is. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. Subscribe. Can you subscribe? Follow? I don't really know how that works, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I only know Spotify too. Like, like I don't know how subscribe. Apple podcasts work, but like f- follow the show. I think it's follow. It's um, so you like get notified when we post because they'll never know when we post. No, it's every <laughs> Wednesday almost. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the It's Time podcast. I'm Ryan. That is Kaylee. New episodes every Wednesday. <laughs> and we're ADHD. Bye.